Rob, what you drinking there? Is that a Zima? <laughs> the the level of disrespect. <laughs> it's a clear liquid in a clear bottle. Uh, what is that? Oh, you know about those Caribs? That's local. Those are brewed in Brevard County. You know that? Yes, I did know that. Uh, my brother-in-law, shout out to B-Dog, turned me on to the pineapple one, I guess it is. That's what that one is. is. It had an apple on the front, though. I didn't see a pine. I just saw an apple. Let's see this. It said pineapple right on the bottom. I didn't read, Shards. Stop. Well, but it has an apple. Did you see the apple? Panoply. Oh, Panoply. Yes, those are legit. Okay, this is a non-paid uh, shout-out. Carib Brewing, Brevard County, Florida. They put it on the cruise ships. How would you describe it, Rob? I think it's like a... Like pineapple juice with vodka and sparkling water. What, what would you say? I wouldn't even say vodka. It's 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 a pineapple cider. Oh, yep. Pineapple cider. Ladies and gentlemen, if you can find it, it's from the 321 pineapple cider from Carib Brewing. They brew it here because they put on the cruise ships for tropical drinks. I sound like Dracula. Okay. Well, that's cool, Rob. I Look, this is a formal apology. Dear Rob. I apologize. I was out of line. I should have expected that you had something cool and not something uh, gay. Thank you. I, I accept. Oh, thank you, Rob. Can I get a The GBP, the gla- bottom, I screwed it up. Welcome to the Glass Bottom Podcast, the GBP, if you will. I am Mike. Thanks for tuning in. Up to my left, suddenly the apple of some dog's eyes. The man, the myth, the red-bearded, dark-haired, sexy son of a bitch with calves that won't stop. Rob, what up, Rob? Hey, beautiful. Oh. Nice to see you. How's things? Pretty great. How are you? Mm. Let's change the subject. I see your hair's back to normal. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Uh, I miss it. Dark hair was a great thing. I got a lot of compliments and some negative feedback. A negative feedback. You Up to my right. Me. Yeah, I know, but I'm a people pleaser. Up to my right. He's got his camera off for some reason. Shards. What up, Shards? I hope you're there. Dicks out for Harambe. <laughs> That's so old, though. Harambe been dead for a long time. It's not Dick's that his camera's off. It's just that his dick has taken up the whole screen. No, unless it's green and has a, a Discord logo. Do you have a Discord logo tattoo on your on your genitals? Yeah, and it's green. <laughs> well, <laughs> tonight we are zoomed in very macro. I think the James Webb telescope is zoomed in from space on Shard's shaft with a... So he's, I guess he's being mysterious and aloof, as we used to say. He's being aloof. And I don't blame him. Shards is a complicated man, and that's cool. I'm good with that. Welcome, everybody. Our numbers are up. Our downloads are up. Our listenership is up. We got great feedback from the last couple of shows, and I'm pretty proud of them. Rob, you proud of what we've been uh, excreting? <laughs> I, I am proud of our excretions, yes. Uh, I am, too. Shards, you proud of our excretions? They've been uh, milky at best. Oh, soupy, I think, is the word. Milk would be gross, but soup is acceptable. Uh, housekeeping! Housekeeping. Now, uh, Mando's theme song, Coming In Hot, I thought was just some well-known song, hip-hop, whatever song that everyone in the world knew, and I was just late to the party. The blip, 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 coming in hot. Turns out that it's a kind of an obscure song, right, Shards? Yeah. Hold up. That was impressive. I know he did that really good. He did that really good. <laughs> Have you met me? When something clicks in my head, I do it nonstop, twenty four seven in my head. <laughs> so just be lucky you're not near me in the shower, in the hallways, uh, when I'm trying to sleep. I do that shit relentlessly. I Were a you problem. a feature on that song? Jesus Christ! <laughs> I could have done the whole song with him. I'm like Michael Winslow. I can make all the noises in the world. Ask all my teachers from uh, K through twelve. They'll tell you. Anyway. I thought that was a, like Shards pulled that from his vast knowledge of hip hop R&B flavor. Turns out it's an obscure song, right? Shards kind of obscure, I guess. Yeah, it comes from a genre of 
hip hop that most people don't listen to. Which is? It's actually from a Christian hip hop artist. Is it hip hop? Does R and B stand for rapture and B? I don't have anything for the B. Anyway, blasphemy. R and B is a rapture blasphemy. Okay, uh, okay. So that was a pretty obscure song, and I just thought it was amazing. It fits Mando perfectly. And then this week, I'm watching the footballs, but we're not a sports podcast. I'm watching the footballs, the American football, not that overseas fake football. Pizza Hut has stolen our IP, your IP, which is that song. They're using it in their ads now. They must have heard the GBP, the Glass Bottom Podcast, if you will. And uh, they're using it. Now I'm pissed. We had some really cool IP that you found, and now Pizza Hut done ripped us off already. I think AI scanned us like a spider or whatever they call that, a crawler that goes through the web and finds stuff. I'm mad. Are you mad, Charge? I'm upset. I want royalties. No, even though I don't found... own the song at all. Oh well, I, we all want royalties for shit we don't own. But we were here first, so that's our IP. Get off our block. Get off our corner, Pizza the Hut. Just for you, I'm not buying a Pizza the Hut for a while, even though I love your stuff, crust pizza. I'm boycotting them because they stole our IP, Charge IP, really. Mando's IP, really, because Charge gave it to me. Anyway, so up yours, Pizza Hut. The other housekeeping, Halloween costume and stooms. I dressed up as my boss, which is always risky. It went over well. It's not my best work. Amazon, all my shit was coming through Amazon. My genie pants, my genie shoes, my genie shirt. Amazon sends me an email three o'clock the day before Halloween saying, yeah, your shit ain't coming. I tracked it. It's like, oh, it left Lakeland Sunday, Lakeland, Florida. And it returned to Lakeland Saturday afternoon. No, Monday afternoon. Sorry, when it was supposed to deliver. So... Thank you, Amazon. The only thing I've, I thought back as far as I could, what did I order from Amazon that was time critical that I can remember? I've been a prime member for like 10 years, whatever. Nothing except for this. And they screwed me so hard. So I had to improvise. It didn't come out as good as I hoped, but it, uh, people seemed to like it. And my boss seemed to laugh and that's all that matters. Rob, do you think I pulled off a good uh, uh, genie? I think you're gorgeous. Oh, thank you so much. I'm going to put a picture on the webs. It's not my best work. Cher, I think, was my best work. Shards, how do you think the uh, Claptrap costume came out? I liked uh, the midriff hanging out. Hung out mm-hmm. extra this year. Yeah, about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was a wake-up call. Uh, my midriff was exposed like I dream a genie. I had to show my navel and my midriff. And uh, the pictures, everyone's like, oh, my God, it's so funny. All I could see was my gut. I have I have a problem, Rob. I have I have a problem. It's officially a problem. I think you should post uh, side by side of the share and that one and have uh, our listeners vote on which one's better. Share is going to win by a mile. But today I got in an argument with somebody in our department because they said, just as fat when you did share, it wasn't. There's at least five pounds extra between share and uh, Genie. And I'm not happy about that. I mean, I love to eat, I love to drink, I love to not exercise, but it's gone too far. So. That's my housekeeping. I got to fix my uh, gut and my costume came out okay. Rob, did you dress up at all this Halloween? No, the same thing happened uh, to me, actually. I ordered my stuff off of Amazon. I oh. picked it. I picked it by when it was going to be delivered. Did not come. Oh, Amazon's up to no good. It's a conspiracy now, Rob. There's two of us. Fuck Amazon. Mm-hmm. Hey, Bezos, uh, why don't you check back in with your dipshits? They're killing it on the Halloween thing. Damn. Did your... Uh, did your people in your family dress up you need costumes to mention from the uh, people uh my youngest was wednesday from the adams family wait halloween was on tuesday Ooh, ooh. oh wednesday the character anyway okay i'm sorry that was that boom booms my oldest was mother gothel who's mother gothel garfel snurk mother gothel from yeah. uh the Disney movie. Um, and now I Uh-oh. can't even think of it. We'll edit this out. Tangled. Oh, oh so what's that? The chick with the long hair? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, her evil mom, evil mom. Yeah. I was evil mother figure. Uh, mother of what? Adopted what did you say? Unwillingly by. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh no. Captor. Spoilers. This is yeah. a Disney movie. This sounds terrible. Okay, mm-hmm. so what it was long hair like you had to buy like what fifty yards of hair and braid it or what? No, 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 not Rapunzel. She, she wasn't Mother the abductee; she was the abductor. Oh, the bad, the villain. Yes. 
Ooh. Well, shout out at speaking of Disney villains, shout out to the ladies of uh, our place. They uh, they all dressed up as Disney villains and it was pretty cool. They did a good job. A lot of work there. Shards, did your kids did your did uh, anybody in your family dress up for the Halloweeny? Yeah, my daughter has three different costumes. So <laughs> what? such a woman. Yeah. yeah, she dressed up as Anna from Frozen, the first uh, outing that she had. Her school did okay. one of those trunk or treat things. Yeah. Then my gym had a trunk or treat thing. She dressed up as a cheerleader for that. Then her school did a thing. She dressed up as mm-hmm. Belle from uh, uh, Beauty and the Beast, but the you know the princess version at the end with the gold uh-huh. dress. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, there's four costumes. Then when we went out on four, Christmas or on a holy, that's like Taylor Swift's concert. Four costume yeah. changes. All right. Yeah. So we went when we went trick or treating on actual Halloween night. Uh, she dressed up as a football player. She was what Aaron Rodgers. That's a smart move by her. Uh, she probably wanted people to feel sorry for her and give her extra candy. That's a good move. Yeah. Well, it, tur- it turns out too that uh, where we went trick or treating, there was a bunch of people that lived in this area from Wisconsin. So she was getting the hey Aaron Rodgers all, like all night. Oh, can and she extra throw a football candy. shards? And don't lie, can she throw a football? Can she throw a football? Yes. Can she throw? A she can toss it through the air. Would I say she mm-hmm. can throw it? I would. Wouldn't go that far. Are you going to teach her the finer points of oh, uh, uh, overarm throwing of baseballs and footballs? I hope. Well, in, in all fairness, the football that we were carrying around, so she could look the part, is an actual full size NFL football. Oh, okay. So it looks, yeah, I don't. It looks that. giant in her hands. <laughs> oh, okay, but if you were to give her a small Nerf football or a Nerf baseball, could she throw yeah, it? Yeah, with, she can throw oh. a small football. Okay, well that's that's good to know. Well, I'm glad Halloween went well. Uh, that brings us to the Yang, the bad news. Coco Walmart was breaking down Halloween shit on Monday the 30th and discounting it 50% and putting Christmas shit up before Halloween. Yes. This disgusting. I know. It made me angry. I mean, I never wanted to commit not micro arson, but full arson other than wanting to burn all this Christmas shit that's way early. What about Thanksgiving. Does anybody even remember Thanksgiving? We have a month till Thanksgiving, and then we have another month after that till Christmas. And retails is sitting us over the head with Christmas. What about Thanksgiving? Does that does that piss you guys off? I don't want to see Christmas stuff yet. Uh-uh. I don't before, want to. before Halloween. This sucks. I never took my Christmas tree down. Oh, well, you live in Palm. <laughs> you live in Redacted, so that's cool. Uh, nobody probably said anything. Well, that's my yang because oh my god. Next thing you know, it'll be Christmas music in all the stores. Uh, God, I'm not ready for Christmas. I just want to eat some turkey first and watch the Lions kick ass. That's a football team, Rob. And then I'll deal with Christmas. What say you, Rob? Dude, I don't. I don't even want to talk about Christmas. Oh, dude, my mistake. Shards, is this too much Christmas for you? Yeah. Okay. It's way too much. Well, I agree. Although I don't uh, really care for Thanksgiving like decorations. No, but Christmas f- stuff shouldn't be going on until after. I'm talking like fall stuff, like you know, uh, a, a scarecrow and a, a hay bale and and red and brown leaves that you hang up. I don't know. Well, it's too much for me. The good news is, Florida is finally being recognized by the game show world. There is coming a Florida Man Games game show where they do dumb shit at high levels, like Florida Man. I'm excited. I'll watch that. What about you, Rob? Look, if at least one person doesn't die a season, that's not a Florida man game. <laughs> well, it if or, no, or, uh-huh, or 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 they have to uh, be on meth. <laughs> I, I figured that was a given. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> all the games yeah. require it. Otherwise, you can't actually compete. Yeah. The only two things that have to be included to make it Florida, actual Florida man is meth and alligators. And there's got to be something in that. Uh, sir, sorry, you can't compete. You uh, failed your drug test. What? What do you mean? Yeah, uh, we didn't find any meth in your system. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch, that kid sold me rock candies. I knew it tasted too sweet. Oh, well. Yeah, I, that's going to be great. I think one of the games should be dodging the Brightline train. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. 100-mile-an-hour train. Who can play chicken? Like, just put them all on the tracks. First guy off loses. Last guy off wins. The train better just be an alligator. That would be cool. 
if the face of the train instead of being streamlined was just an alligator head. Maybe people would get off the goddamn tracks if they saw a hundred mile an hour alligator. No, they try <laughs> to pet it. Oh, oh yeah. Well, they, most rednecks that are stupid Florida men would grab it by the tail. They wouldn't attack a gator head first. So they would dodge it to the left. Serpentine, son. And then they would grab the tail, but the tail never comes because it's a bright line train. We're on to something here. We're on to something here. Thank yeah, you. Up. Thank you, writers and, and actor strike for getting us nonstop uh, reality TV for the next year and a half because that's what's happening. That's why there's a Florida man game. So tune into that. I'm not sure when it comes out, but when it does, I will watch it and review it and tell you if it's real Florida, authentic Florida. Now, a new segment on the show. You guys probably don't even know what it is because you never read my damn rundown. Peckerheads. It's called the Gurge. Short for regurgitation. Rob, when you regurgitate, is it under control or does it just happen and you just get it out of your gut? Are you a controlled vomiter like a eating disorder or you just regurgitate, right? You just point and shoot. I'm mad at you that you made me think about that. Oh, no, I just point and shoot, man. Shard, do you point and shoot, or do you? Are you? Can you control it? Uh, I have a slight control. I actually enjoy throwing up. If that's uh, uh, weird, yeah. My, just... my wife finds it weird too. Like, if I don't feel good, I'll just go ahead and throw up. It makes me feel better. I throw up after going to the gym a lot. Really? I yeah. am so sorry. I opened this door. Hopefully, through the magic of editing, we can control the carnage and we can edit shards completely <laughs> out of this segment. I was not expecting that. Okay. He's what we call a recreational vomit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I absolutely uh, hate vomiting because it gets it. I have a huge sinus. I have a large beak and a lot of sinus. Even if I plug my nose, whatever I, vomiting gets stuck in there for days. So I could be like three days post and be like <laughs> snort my nose uh, and a piece of carrot will come up and uh, fall. Uh, in my mouth. Uh, <laughs> no, that's dead serious. That's I learned that when I was a kid you know when drinking too many too much peppermint schnapps which i don't know how anybody can drink that at all and then days later oh peppermint schnapps burger dude i was big on the puke and rally too before i discovered cocaine <laughs> you sure you wanna, hello speaking of 100 mile an hour trains okay do tell if you want no 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 no, no he's telling hey, you guys no, never puked and rallied Puke, what? Puked puke and, and rallied? rallied? Yeah. Yes, yeah. I puked and rallied, but it did not inv- involve booger sugar or nose candy because I've done nothing about that. But yeah, oh, there were yeah. times where you puke and rally. Yeah, I understand. I would, I would drink myself to uh, you know, a point of needing to throw up to not be completely blacked out. And then I discovered that you could circumvent that by just doing cocaine when you were blacked out. <laughs> kind of bring you back to earth. It was weird. You, you never did that either? No, not even a little All bit. All the alcohol in your guys' life and you never Yeah, nope. I've combined uh, it. I've nope. It's like I've ham and this. eggs. <laughs> well like eggs I like. Tits and vaginas. Like ham I like. I've never <laughs> had ham and eggs. Nor have I had tits and vagina, coincidentally. Okay. Okay. Puke and rally, we both done, right, Rob? You've you've been uh you've been seasick for lack of a better word and giving up the cookies and then like, oh, I'm ready to go. Have you? I have definitely. I don't know. I think uh, if I if I puke from alcohol, I'm already blacked out. Well, how would you know if you're blacked out? That's because bullshit. I uh, I I've been told that I puked and I've woken up in the bathroom. <laughs> I don't I remember. remember. Oh, okay. So, but you rallied after that, right? Though no, he was still in the bathroom. <laughs> no, still in the bathroom. There's no rally. Okay, so two for puke and rally. One for. Uh, Puking and and, uh, puking, it's over, Johnny. Okay, that's fair. See, it's a good mix on this stupid-ass show. All right, (laughs) now for the Gurge. Now for the Gurge. I am going to set a timer for one minute, and I'm going to regurgitate on something that pissed me off this week. This is hopefully you guys will learn from this, and you will also learn how to Gurge. I got to set my timer. Hold on. I don't know how to fucking do this. (laughs) He sets up the... Shut up. The segment and is completely unprepared for it. <laughs> Fucking boomer. Oh, boomer, you peckerheads. I'm just an old guy. Okay, here we go. One minute for me to regurgitate. Ready? Bob Dylan. I fucking hate Bob Dylan. I've always hated Bob Dylan. I think he's the most talentless piece of shit that ever came down the pike. However, a lot of people that I like, entertainment figures and uh, singers, you hear Dylan referenced a lot by people, talented singers, talented entertainers. 
this week I listened to my one of my favorite podcasts, Penn Gillette Sunday School. He goes on like a 20 minute uh, diatribe about Bob Dylan, how he's focused on the lyrics. He studied the lyrics. He listened his whole life to Bob Dylan stuff. And it's so in depth and so, so well constructed. And, and uh, so I turned on Bob Dylan's album, Blood on the Tracks, and started listening to all these songs he's referencing. God damn it, he sucks. Bob Dylan, you suck. Oh, it's a runaway train. I'm so lonely. It's all the same shit. His lyrics are <laughs> stupid and random. Six seconds. Bob Dylan is a piece of shit. I don't care who says what, even if I love you. Your music sucks, and I'm out of time. That was my gurge. <laughs> that was my gurge. So, you know, the worst part is, is I don't listen to a whole lot of Bob Dylan, yeah. but as soon like, and so I couldn't like, I know who Bob Dylan is, right? I've heard of him, but I couldn't place a single song until you mm-hmm. did the voice. And the first song on that album was, was that voice and him playing a harmonica when it got really boring, he plays a harmonica harmonica. And, uh, then the next song I was like, this is the same fucking song. It's just the lyrics are wacky and dumber. So, yeah, I, I tried because people I love and respect love him. I, could, I can't do it. Charge, do you have any feeling on Bob Dylan? Uh, yeah, he sucks. But yes! he does have one song that I don't mind. Which is? Uh, Mary Jane. Everyone want to get stoned? No, it's called, yeah, it's that one. It's called Rainy Day Women, but it's the everyone must get stoned song. Now, yes, I like that song. I've always liked that song, but I figured it was like a novelty song like we talked about last week, like uh, the Monster Mash. You play that stupid ass song. Everybody want to get stoned. You laugh. You go, oh, this is great. This uh, this wacko wrote a song about getting stoned and it's a novelty song. No, there are people at his concerts that think that is art and I think it is dumb shit. So that was my courage. I got to apologize. I totally Uh thought you were talking about Tom Petty. (laughs) Uh, was my impression but you're close last no tom petty was melodic last train to last dance with mary jane yeah but i heard i heard bob dylan's voice singing that song singing mary jane (laughs) yeah yeah i did well shame on you do you still hate bob dylan though now i gotta look up bob dylan wait so you don't like tom petty i like tom petty no 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 fucking this guy over here rob redbeard Tom Petty's at least melodic. I, I hear a lot of similarities in the music. Like Tom Petty likes obscure lyrics that don't have to make sense or add up, which Bob Dylan just strings random shit together. And then people like my, my boy, Penn Gillette spend their whole life going, man, that was deep. He walked out on the road and he saw a crow. You know what that means? Yeah. It means he's fucking high and he's writing down words on a piece of fucking paper. That's what that means. Yeah. So like, I'm sitting here reading some of these song names. Yeah. I don't know if I've heard a Bob Dylan song that I can name. You've heard it. Play Rainy Day oh. Women. Wait, we're going to get flagged for sure with this garbage because he <laughs> keeps it tight. I don't let anybody do my songs. I think the only reason why John Lennon and the Beatles like Bob Dylan is because the, he was their plug for a little while when it came to getting their good drugs. That I believe. And so they had to say they liked him because they otherwise they're going to lose their drugs. He doesn't even look like a musician. He doesn't. He looks like a guy who would be wiping tables at a deli. That's what Bob Dylan looks like. And yet he's a musician, quote unquote. Not very good at playing music either. So. And the the harmonica harmonica. It just you can call it what it is. Harmonica. Sidebar. Hey shards. Did you hear about Bill Clinton? Uh, likes to play music. No, I didn't hear. Yeah, uh, he plays it on his whore Monica. <laughs> Monica Lewinsky callback. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you. Nice. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, imagine having an American scandal and have such a good PR team that you blame it on the woman. Oh, he did. She's lucky she didn't get robbed, shot in the back of the head, and all of her money didn't get taken away. But we don't talk about politics on this show. Are you going to play some Bob Dylan garbage or what? No, I don't know any of the songs. Good. Good. You he never heard have... Rainy Day Women? No, I played it and I was like, mm, nope, don't know mm. this one. And then I played uh, From Dusk Till Dawn. Mm-hmm. And I think, I've, I think I may have heard that in passing, but uh, no. But you, right. you're familiar with his shitty voice though, right? Yeah. yeah that's that's what's weird. Like like, this. I know his voice. That's, that's the weird part. 
everybody does, I think. And I don't know how, and all my favorite country stars from the eighties when I was, it used to be in the country. They're all like, thank you, Bob Dylan for inspiring me and teaching me. And I, I finally dove into it and I hated it. Thank you for inspiring me to be a better musician than you were. <laughs> I'm a better musician than he is. And all I can play is a skin flute. So just so you know, but um, bump that didn't go over well. All right. That's the Gurge. I encourage uh, you guys to come up with a Gurge of your own. You get one minute to just puke up what's pissing you off. And that really had me pissed off. So thanks for listening to the Gurge. Let's move on. Rob, have you ever heard of Jim Thorpe? Rob, Jim Thorpe. Nope. Holy crap. A moly. Shards. Have you ever heard of Jim Thorpe? I have. Tell me what you know about Jim Thorpe. Well, his first name is James and his last name is Thorpe. What's his middle name, smartass? Francis. Uh, Whoa! <laughs> it hey, is Francis. <laughs> nice pull. Okay. I knew very little about Jim Thorpe. My dad was a big Jim Thorpe fan, but that's because he was born in the 1800s. Um, I knew he was an Olympian, a super Olympian. That's all I knew, Right. Well, today I got schooled on Jim Thorpe and I want to tell the world. I'm going to sing his praises and tell the world about Jim Thorpe. Yes, he was born James Francis Thorpe, but his Indian name, Native American, Indigenous American name was Hua Tho Hook, which translated to Bright Path. He was born May 28th, 1887, full-blooded Saka Fox Indian. In Oklahoma, they had just been rallied and moved by uh, the U.S. Army and Uncle Sugar took them off their land. And uh, then Uncle Sugar said, hey, all your indigenous American kids, we're going to take them away from your new tribal area and we're going to put up schools and we're going to educate them and feed them and clothe them and house them and make them productive Americans. So they pulled the lots and lots of indigenous American kids into these uh, boarding schools, they called it. And during the school year, they lived there and they had to work around the school and do stuff. And they were educated, which was cool. One of the, that kid, my boy, Jim Thorpe, was at this all Indian school. And uh, one day he's working on campus, paying his way to Uncle Sugar, who kicked him off his land and blah, 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 blah. He's working in overalls and a, uh, what do the lumberjacks wear? What's that shirt they wear? God damn it. God, I can never remember that. Flannel shirt, you know, doing landscaping around his schools, earning his keep. He sees the track team in junior high over there trying to jump over like a, a five foot high jump pole. Now he's an outdoorsman. He's a sporty guy. He says, look at those guys. They can't even jump over that pole. He goes over and says, let me try. He jumps over the pole, clears it by like a foot and a half. And they're like, whoa. Well, one of the coaches on this all Native American school sees this guy and says, holy shit, what an athlete. So he grooms this kid to uh, start being an athlete. Guess who that guy was, Rob? You'll you'll guess it because Rob knows football inside now. Jim Johnny Thorpe. Depp. No, Jim Thorpe's <laughs> coach, Pop Warner. Have you ever heard of Pop Warner? No, I've heard of Hop on Pop. Mm, that's a good book. That's a very intriguing book. Lots of depth. Shars knows Pop Warner. I do. Football. He organized uh, youth football. He's the one that started like the Little League of Football. But he was just a coach at an indigenous American uh, concentration school. He saw Jim Thorpe and started to be an athlete. Next thing you know, he's running track. He's playing football. He's breaking records. He's playing baseball. He's breaking records. I I encourage, I'm going to put one up on the Insta. If you look at a picture of Jim Thorpe, he is like the quintessential if, if we had to pick a picture of an American man besides George Washington, which I'd pick Jim Thorpe over Jim George Washington. If you look at him standing there, this guy has a barrel chest, huge shoulders, and the big, wide Native American jaw. This guy looks like a million bucks. He looks like Hitler would look at Jim Thorpe and go, eh, I'm not going to fuck with these guys. Let's uh, let's move elsewhere. Jim Thorpe is, is, a, is a chiseled, perfect statue of man like David or whoever that guy is with his dick out in France. Is that where he's at, France? Isn't he in the Louvre? Is that France? Yeah, that's France. Okay. He makes David look like a douche. And I bet he was packing too. I don't know much about American, uh, native, indigenous American schlongs, but. Ooh, fun fact. They're, yeah. they're actually, on average, the largest. It's not black people. Is that a fact or is that something you just made up? That's fact. Okay. So on top of what I just learned about Jim Thorpe, in this picture. Where do you think all that athleticism came from? 
I don't know, good muscle tone or Dude, he had a bison fucking meat? horse dick hanging between his legs. That's where the power <laughs> comes from. Well, now I'm looking at this picture of him. I'm going to put on oh, the Instagram. that's where they got horse power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it came Whoa. from Jim Thorpe. When he Whoa. when he jumped over that hurdle, it wasn't yeah. because he had strong legs. He had a kickstand? He had a kickstand that propelled him over that thing. <laughs> oh, God. The whole CG, he would jump and he would roll, and the center of gravity of his body would shift so massively from his bones. <laughs> he would fly over. Uh, I just went up against my podcast uh, conscience, and uh, wow. Well, anyway, I'm going to put up a picture of Jim Thorpe. I encourage everyone to look at it. This, is, this guy was a rock, built like a brick shithouse. So anyway... He's going through college. He's a super athlete playing all the sports. But at the school during the summer, they pay you. Uncle Sugar pays you nothing. They're like, hey, you poor uneducated uh, Native American. Go fuck yourself until the fall. So he was so good at baseball. He went down to the Carolinas and played semi-pro baseball and tore it up down there. And so did a lot of other kids like him. But they all the other kids use assumed names. And the report I read said there were so many John Smiths in these minor leagues because nobody wanted to use a real name because they were Native American and on college, you know, scholarships or whatever. He just used his own name, Jim Thorpe. Now, fast forward a couple of years, he's tore up the college track scene. He, he gets his seat on the Olympic team for 1912. Two months the Titanic, they throw his non-swimming ass onto a cruise ship, send him back over to Europe. I think it was Sweden or Denmark. It was in Denmark. For the 1912 Olympics. Now, keep in mind that this is the first modern Olympics where they had telegraphs, they had cameras, newspapers that could print pictures. Jim Thorpe goes over there and people, first of all, in Europe have never seen a specimen like this and they're in awe. He gets on the track and he tears it up. He wins the pentathlon. That's five athlon. I'm not sure what an athlon is. Rob, do you have any idea what an athlon is? No. Shards? Like a triathlon? Well, that's three athlons. What's a five athlon? What's an athlon? Is it a Lizzo? Is it like half a Lizzo? Is it a carrot? I don't know what an athlon is, but there's five of them. And each of them lasts about 2,000 shard dicks. <laughs> wow. That's either a long time or, or a microsecond. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so he, he does the pentathlon, and that's five athlons. He wins it. Then he does the triathlon, that's three athlons, and he wins that and just destroys people. Keep in mind also, before the pentathlon, somebody stole his fucking shoes. So he fished, him and his uh, Pop Warner, his coach, fished shoes out of uh, trash cans. He, he won the pentathlon and triathlon wearing somebody else's fucking shoes, mismatched shoes. Jeez. Yeah. So he's such a global hero because this is one of the first Olympics where people from, you know, the South Pole to North Pole get to see pictures and hear radio and see. Uh, not, well, I don't think radio was around yet, but see pictures. So he's a global hero. Comes back to America with two gold medals made of real gold, by the way. Plus, the king of Denmark was so impressed by him. He gave him like silver statue of a sailing ship and some other tchotchke that, you know, would end up at. At a state sale, but it was made of good metal. And he goes on with his life. He becomes a professional football player, a professional baseball player. Here he is as a player for uh, Canton Bulldogs, Cleveland Indians. This is baseball. Then he Orang Indians. He ran his own baseball team, Rock Island Independence. Oh, the New York baseball giants who are now in San Francisco. Rock Island Independence, Tampa Bay Cardinals, now the uh, St. Louis Cardinals, Canton Bulldogs, don't know who they are, Chicago Cardinals again. Then he coaches baseball, Indiana, Canton Bulldogs, Cleveland Indians, Orang Indians, Tampa Cardinals. He's an All-American in all this, but I skipped one of the best parts. His football team for this Native American concentration college that Pop Warner organized played real college teams, including the United States Army Cadets, Army, you know, they play Navy. Everyone goes, go Army, beat Navy. Rob, you familiar with that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, huge. So their team plays Army. 22 years previous to this was the Battle of Wounded Knee, where the Army played the Indians and fucking slaughtered them. Women, children, everybody. Bang, bang, you dead. So they go to Annapolis, to the Army. I think that's where I get the Navy and Army mixed up. 
one floats, one doesn't. I don't know. They go to, we'll just say it's Annapolis, uh, to play Army, college football. He's the running back, Jim Thorpe, our, our hero. Guess who the running back of Army team is? You guys will not fucking believe this. Yes, you're right. Dwight Eisenhower. Ike. I like Ike. Supreme commander of the Pacific Forces in World War II. He's the other running back on Army. He's also the captain of the team. So they're so intimidated by our boy, Jim Thorpe, wide-jawed fucking American hero, that they scheme up their defense to hit him high and low on every tackle they can do. Try and break him, literally, because it's legal. You know, let's take his knees and his neck out. Let's fuck him up. Well, they knock him out once, but he gets back up and he continues to play. But the Indians see what's going on and they start playing Dwight D. Eisenhower football. They start playing their style of football and they knock his ass, future president of the United States, future Supreme Commander Allied Forces Pacific. They knock his ass out and the Indians win. They kick the shit out of Army. Jim Thorpe did it. That's our boy. What say you, Shards? I don't believe it. Sounds like a fairy tale. It does sound like a fairy tale. Fucking true. It's all true on the internet. You can look it up. I remember telling me about Jim Thorpe as an Olympic athlete, but I didn't know about all this Pop Warner crap. Pop Warner, sidebar, at this Indian concentration college, Pop Warner invented the three-point stance. Now, in San Francisco, that's a different thing, but we know in Green <laughs> Bay, the three-point stance is how offensive linemen and defensive linemen line up to run into each other at a high rate of velocity. I think Jim Thorpe's three point stance was a little bit different. Yeah, he had a four point stance. Oh, <laughs> ah, I see what you did there, Charles. No, no, Jim, you have to put your hand on the ground. Oh, okay. By all accounts, Thorpe was a nice guy, had a huge smile. If you look at pictures of him smiling, he smiles so big his eyes are squinted. An American hero that nobody knows anything about. So. He, after he quit playing football, he started uh, managing football teams, coaching football teams. He was elected by this group of unaffiliated football teams around the United States as the first president of their new conglomerated league, which is now the NFL. Jim Thorpe, first commissioner of the National Football League, what is now the National Football League. I knew none of this. I thought he won some gold medals. However, after he came back a few years from winning the Olympics, he was making it big. His boy, Pop Warner, who is an alcoholic asshole, flipped on him. And it came out that he had played semi-professional baseball and then went over to the Olympics and done nothing close to baseball and kicked the shit out of the world by a mile. So the Olympic Committee took away his gold medals and the Prince of Denmark said, give me back my damn statues, you peckerhead. You believe that shit? That's wild. It's terrible. They repossessed his gold medals. Now, while this was going on, he had a son that died of influenza at age three. This fucking wrecked him, too. So he turned into the drinking a little bit of the grandpa's cough medicine, a little bit of the fire water. His life started to spiral, unfortunately, and uh, it didn't end well for our man, our superhero. Uh, He had other marriages, lots of other kids. Ended up in Hollywood, California. Rob, you know California is that's uh east of Japan, I believe. Technically, yeah, technically, yeah. He's only right. slightly. Technically, he's right, and it's demarcated by a large sign that used to say Hollywood Land, now it just says Hollywood. So, he started acting in uh movies. Uh, some reason he had a bug to get into movies. He organized a Native American Actors Guild because Whitey was playing all the Native Americans in the uh 30s and 40s and 50s, and he said, Hey, we're here. We're Indian. We're ready to act and make some money. Whitey said, "Now nah, we'll just get these white fuckers and put uh, we'll put them in brown face. And, uh, but he organized that guild and he worked his way into 70 movies as an extra and as an Indian and as, a, as an actor. After all this trials and tribulations, he ends up in Hollywood as an actor. But it gets worse. Hollywood makes a movie about our boy Jim Thorpe. And guess who plays Jim Thorpe? Not Jim Thorpe. Spoiler alert. Ronald Reagan. It could have been. Uh, I don't have the info on my fingertips of who played him, but it was one of the big white actors at the time. Plays Jim Thorpe. And some other white dipshit plays uh, our boy Pop Warner, who ruined my man Jim Thorpe by rolling on him back in the day with the gold medal, played baseball for no goddamn reason shit, right? In the movie, 
Jim Thorpe is Jim Thorpe. They play him as a big, dumb Indian, Native American, if you will. And then Pop Warner goes to bat for him and gets him his gold medals back. That's bullshit. He actually flipped. They Benedict Arnold reversed Benedict Arnold's ass. So they made they made our boy Pop Warner look like a superstar, and Jim Thorpe just looked like a big, dumb, ignorant Indian. That's the movie. So he was pissed about that. So he went deeper into the fire water and the alcohol and the life spiral. And uh, he died penniless fishing on the Redondo Beach Pier. You believe that shit? I, I mean, that does sound like it's um, in line with what uh, America has done. Yes. Native Americans. So, yes, I can believe it. But wait, there's more. If you call today, here's the rest of Jim Thorpe's life. He dead now, right now, right? Like, okay, it's over. It's over, Johnny. No, it's not. He had a wife and a, a strange kids that he left behind. And uh, his Native American tribe, the what are they called? The Pahawaka Wakawees? Or, uh, shit, I'm terrible with Indian. Uh, the Saka Fox tribe and his family there gets his body. And they are in the process of, of burial ceremony to bury him in Oklahoma, which wasn't their real home, but it was where they were going to be for eternity. And his wife brings in like union thugs, says he's going to be buried somewhere else, not here in Oklahoma, takes his casket and his body, absconds with it. Now, she hides it. She's in New York or Washington, D.C. She sees a news report about coal towns in Pennsylvania that are disappearing ghost towns because coal is falling out of. Thank God there's no such thing as clean coal sidebar. (sighs) She gets a bright idea and it's pretty entrepreneurial. She actually contacts the town that they, they featured in this. Our town is blowing away. There's nothing here and says, hey, if you'll name your town Jim Thorpe. I will bring my husband's body to your town and bury him there. You will have a tourist attraction for eternity. And they say, fuck yeah. Why would we do that? So she hauls her dead body's husband to uh, Pennsylvania and uh, they make a mausoleum in his park and name the town Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania, which still exists today. There is a Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania. His body is interred there. You can go see him buy a trinket, maybe a waffle cone. In Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania. You believe that shit? Bit of dirty. Oh, hardcore. Hardcore. Poor guy. Now, previous, I forgot to admit, I forgot this part because I'm a terrible uh, raconteur. The Olympics were held in L.A. in the 50s for the first time. He was, you know, he was getting old near the end of his life, penniless, still struggling. Who did they not invite to the opening ceremonies of the United States Olympics, the games in L.A. at the Coliseum, newly built, still there, been there myself, huge place. Jim Thorpe did not get an invite. They shunned him. But luckily, Herbert Hoover, his vice president, was mostly Native American, Indigenous American. He found out about it. He was doing the opening ceremonies. He brings Jim Thorpe there, or tries to. So that was cool. They tried. They tried. But they fucked him. Our boy got fucked. I'm sorry. I did. I knew nothing about Thorpe. All these things he did, he kept his thing was to keep grinding. He used to say, you just got to keep moving, keep grinding. So all his life fell apart. He moved on, kept grinding, kept moving. All the while with that big giant smile and hard work, a little bit of alcohol, bless his heart. So I encourage everyone to check out Jim Thorpe, American hero. And there should be a statue of this guy at the Football Hall of Fame. There should be statues of this guy all over the place. If he ain't American, I don't know what is. God bless you, Jim Thorpe. God bless you. So what bubbled up this week in my household was, uh, it was a random thought by me. I think where I was watching the old prices rights, which I, uh, I said on previous episodes that I've been, I've been macking on watching old prices rights from the eighties. Well, they showed a canister vac from the eighties and it brought back memories. I was like, Oh my God, that's my childhood. This fucking vacuum is my childhood. So I turned to my wife and I go, do you see that? I remember when I was a kid, we had an orange Hoover. It was shaped like an orange, round. It was groundbreaking because the air it sucks in from the hose gets pushed out at the bottom of the vacuum cleaner and it floats on air. Do you see what I'm saying? It was a hovercraft and it was orange in a ball and I was mesmerized by it. And my barber who cut my hair my whole life up until I was 18 and went in the army, he had the same vacuum. So correct me if I'm wrong, but... I think I believe everybody remembers a vacuum cleaner from when they were a kid. So I turn to the wife. I say, 
am I crazy? Do you remember? She's like, oh my God, no, my mom had this vacuum and she named off a name and we Googled it. I don't remember what it is now, but her mom had a vacuum cleaner that was a certain brownish bronze color. And then it also had like you pour pine salt and water in it. And it was like a wet dry vac and it would bring in the dirt and crap and then eject pine salt fresh odor out the back. And she's like, oh my, I smell pine salt. Every time I smell pine salt, I think of that. We had like a 10 minute come to do out our vacuums as a kid. Rob, do you have a vacuum story from when you were a kid? Can you picture a vacuum from your childhood? That's what I'm saying. Everybody has one. Yes, I can. What? Oh, this is working out good. Uh, elaborate. What was the vacuum of your childhood? Because this is, uh, we're on to something. So it was a central air vac. Um, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Shards. Did Rob ever tell you he was rich as a kid? Yeah, you were rich, rich, huh? Fucking central air vac. Okay. Okay, explain Firstly, to us how a hole no, no, no. in the wall, how did a glory hole in your wall of your room become something you remember? Go. Firstly. <laughs> Every time I, I pop this think, up, it sucks. I don't think we were rich. <laughs> I'm going to say sorry to my, my parents here. but uh, Central Vac? What, what's more boss than that? We pretended to be rich. Okay. Why we may have had a, a big house. Uh-huh. I clearly remember as a child getting into arguments with my stepdad about how I needed shoes and pants. But he had money for his truck. I'm and, not seeing uh, a problem. Shard, you seeing a problem? I'm not seeing a problem. It so, sounds foot. like he was rich. You but just you weren't. weren't. How much? <laughs> of you, I guess no. How much of your stepdad's money did you earn, Rob? Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> okay. Back anyway. To okay. Central vac. Go ahead. Central air vac. Sounds like a great fucking invention until you have to use it. And for anyone that doesn't know. When your house is built, they install airlines, not airplanes, airlines <laughs> that uh, you plug a hose into and it will act as a vacuum. Right. So rooms, attachments. rooms have suction outlets. You pop the lid, you stuff the tube in the outlet hole and it sucks. Now, what sucks about it is the no. vacuum. We get it. Yeah, that too. Oh, they make the hose and the vacuum weigh three times as much as like any fucking vacuum that you could buy like a kirby lightweight fucking easy bro mm. no the central air vacs yeah. you're carrying this like 30 pound hose all around the house and the vacuum plugging it in and you carry it upstairs plug it in vacuum and instead of having just a cord that you're plugging in you have to drag the hose everywhere it and then you gotta go put all that shit away it is Shards. fucking retarded when we were younger, me and Shards, you hated dragging hose everywhere. I drug hose everywhere yeah, I went. constantly, dude. Yeah, I drug hose all over it's the place. tough life. Yeah. Okay, background. Okay, you're right. I see the problem here. Instead of a, a, a single vacuum with a power cord, you're dragging 40 foot of uh, fire hose. Basically, yes. Gotcha. Okay. That sucks. And it didn't work well. That's what I don't, that's hard to believe. Like, I thought that would be the... Pen, the ultimate uh no you uh, spend all the money installing the shit and then the actual vacuum attachment is like dollar tree version oh <laughs> okay let's dive into this a little bit so in your bedroom you had a port no 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 no. outside of the bedroom in the hallway well that's good thinking because if you put a suction hole in the wall of my bedroom as a 13 year old kid it would have to be a wet dry vac i would be vacuuming all the time Know what I'm saying? Glory hole? Anybody? Hello? What? <laughs> this mic. Shards, we got to get this mic fixed. Something's wrong. I, I don't know if I've ever been so horny that I wanted to fuck a house before. But <laughs> you're not fucking it. It's blowing you. Why do they call it blowing if they're sucking? Oh, again, I'm back to the conscious thing. I'm sorry, Christine. Okay. So smart thinking. They put the glory hole in the hallway where people would see you using it for something other than vacuuming. And you had lugged 50 pounds of fire hose to clean your room. I get it. But you remember, can you tell, like you can probably remember what the, what the, it was a steel, steel head, steel pipe that the first part, and then it went to something else. Oh yeah. I remember it all. When you close your eyes, you can picture your kid vacuum. Yep. That's the point. Shards. Can you picture your kid vacuum? Yeah. We had a Kirby. Ooh, fancy too, though. That that's nice. Uh, Before you go, 
before you go, I just to say the central vac was so shitty that I also had a Kirby. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now we're getting somewhere. So if you close your eyes, Rob, can you picture your central vac hose wrapped up in a closet and the Kirby? You can picture your vacuum as a kid. Yeah, everybody can. I think I'm onto something. Okay, tell us about your Kirby shards. Yeah, you, can probably, you close your eyes and picture it. Tell us what your curve oh, was yeah. all about. It's one of those uh, bagged stand-up backs. Stainless steel. Yep. Stainless steel. Every, yeah, dude. Heavy as could be. I remember oh, having yeah. to lug that thing around, but it had every attachment you could imagine. You could yep. shampoo your rugs with it. You could Hell yeah. Uh, you could suck up tarantulas with it. My dad did that one time. <laughs> Tarantula and uh, Sheboygan? What the fuck? No, this was over in Texas. Oh, but oh yeah, that we, makes sense. I remember when we when my dad was stationed at Patrick Air Force Base in Satellite Beach, Cocoa Beach, Florida. Do, we ha- do, we had a do, 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 a Kirby rep come to the door and sell my dad that thing. I remember that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. sidebar. I have experience with Kirby reps. So I'll get to that. This rep was a female, wasn't she? No, it was a dude. What the fuck in Satellite Beach, Florida? You just blew my story up. Okay, after you're done, I'll talk to you about Kirby reps and go. Yeah, and we had that thing for two decades. They don't break, dude. They're it industrial forever. It survived a house fire. It survived the great house fire of Sheboygan. Uh, what? Yeah, it survived. It didn't survive well. Like the bag obviously burnt up, but it was of like course. it was still like a usable vacuum. Now, of course, my dad got insurance money from the house fire, so. He bought a new vacuum. You know what he bought? A Kirby? motherfucking Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Kirby is the shit. I know another person in my life that has a Kirby. My family went with Hoover, disposable Hoovers. But yeah, Kirby. That's cool. So you can, if you close your eyes, you can still see that Kirby, right? Dude, when I close my eyes, I can still feel my blower back blowing out as I try to move that thing around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My postulate and hypothesis have been proven correct. I believe everyone listening, everyone on earth remembers for some, whatever stupid ass reason, your childhood vacuum. I certainly do. Shards does. And so does Rob. Uh, Sidebar. I worked at a gas station in West Melbourne, Florida when I first moved here in the nineties and Kirby was selling door to door. Now Shards somehow, I guess that's probably pre 1990s. Or maybe it was. This would have been 90 or 91. Oh, 91. That's, right when, that's right where my story hits. This is contradictory evidence to the to the affirmative uh, habeas corpus and stuff like that. Okay, so Kirby used to have like 15 passenger vans full of the hottest college-age girls you have ever seen. All of them wearing fuck-me pumps. Yes. Uh-huh. That too. Oh. Of course. <laughs> Yeah, that dog knows Kirby. It, dogs hate vacuums. We all know dogs hate vacuums. Anyway, these chicks would come in in their van like twice a week, like 10 of them in a 15-passenger van. I bet with they would come chick. in their van. Oh, I wish I could <laughs> put some DNA in their van. So there'd be like a former airline stewardess hottie that was, you know, just, you know, in her 40s driving the van. She was the queen of the of the Kirby chicks. And then all the other ones would get out while she filled up the van and they would all use the ladies room and, you know, buy a soda, a diet soda out of the machine. But they were all tens wearing like, I'm going to sell you a vacuum, even if you don't fucking want it vacuum, (laughs) son of a bitch. Short, short skirts, low cut blouses, hair poofed out, makeup. Oh, and of course, all the mechanics and all the pump jockeys and all the everybody would have to come out and help them and, you know, be out front when the Kirby chicks came. Damn, the cur- hats off to the Kirby chicks. Oh, this just hit me. B Dog, my brother-in-law, his first job. He got recruited by Kirby to sell vacuums. He lasted. Oh, he less was than a Kirby a day. chick too, huh? B Dog, if you're listening, yeah, B Dog took a chick job selling vacuums door to door. He did was it for this? like a day. This was in the '90s. Well, he was a kid in the '90s, so this might have been in the late '90s. Little skinny guy. He lived in Satellite Beach. Holy fuck. Maybe he's the one who sold my dad the Kirby. 
there i don't think he sold any i think he got out of it quick because it was one of those things like where they tell you it's going to be great and then they dump you in a they dump you in a city that you don't know very well and they're like okay we'll pick you up in eight hours sell some vacuums so like like the pursuit of happiness just minus the happiness yes the pursuit of happiness good movie and no happiness so he he bailed on it but then i heard the van story from his perspective and it wasn't all hot chicks when he did it so there was a time when Kirby was sold by hot chicks. Well, this was a very therapeutic, I think. We all remember our childhood vacuums. And these are things most people don't care about shit like this. This is what keeps me up at night thinking like, why do I remember this orange Hoover canister vac that floated? Why do I remember that? Why can't I remember algebra or calculus? I think we're on to something. This proved my point. This is a great, this is good therapy. Good work. You guys did good work today. Regurgitating <laughs> your fucked up childhoods. <laughs> oh God. Well, before we go, I got one more thing. We always talk about yoga pants. I'm a big yoga pants inspector. Most people that wear yoga pants are, is there another word? <laughs> uh, now that you mention it, it does. A yoga pants Yo- inspector. I don't think yoga pants is the name Lululemon. Do you guys have a better name for what those are? Workout pants? Uh, Athletic wear. For women? No, they're those I'd stretchy pants. I'd wear it too. Sexy. <laughs> Listen, once my legs get to a certain size, I'll wear it to work. Oh, please don't. Sidebar. <laughs> Halloween sidebar. This is the truth. Uh, a couple years ago, I dressed up as Cher. I bought ladies large uh bell bottom you know 60s pink and black print stretchy pants and i put them on nothing ever felt so good i was gonna say you probably never felt better in your life (laughs) i swear swear to god i slid them on i was like god this is terrible and i was i was like my god this feels good this feels amazing i felt like it was pulling every all my fatness in and it and then when i sat down in a chair you got that slidey silky feeling it was amazing now you know why why they wear it um yes that is probably why they wear it previous episodes of the gbp the glass bottom podcast if you will i railed on plus size people wearing yoga pants lululemon pants whatever you call them like that was bad however Last week, I saw somebody on the opposite side of the stretch pants spectrum wearing them. Somebody who had no body fat and no curvature or muscularity. I don't know, Charge. What am I looking for here? No. Were they super skinny and they're just like skin and bones? No physique? No, uh, No ass? Zero ass, zero thighs, zero calves. So a skeleton with skin on. Kind of, but <laughs> the person that was wearing them wasn't actually like under super underweight. They just didn't have filling south of their belt. And I've never seen yoga pants like sagging and Ugh. wrinkly. That's I think that's more. Look. Yeah, I think under here's what I'm God, let's get to the point. Understuffed is more disconcerting than overstuffed. Overstuffed is kind of hot sometimes. Understuffed is not hot. So if you're understuffing your yoga pants, try some jeans or something, please. Yeah. But I'd, be I'd you. rather see a bratwurst bursting out of its casing. <laughs> <laughs> I, knew, I had a feeling. I had a feeling it was an angle. That's exactly how I feel. I'd rather see a bratwurst splitting its beautiful uh, natural skin casing than see one where the – could you imagine what a bratwurst would look like when you cooked it? If instead of bursting its casing, it shrank and the casing was all wrinkly oh, it was and all, yeah, pleated. just hanging off oh, of it. That's, oh, that's a good visual. So that's a good visual. We'll end it on that. My takeaway is I always railed against overstuffing them, and I was wrong. I will never, you'll never hear that out of my foul mouth again. Overstuff your yoga pants. That's cool. Do not understuff them. That is my new line in the sand. Do not understuff your yoga pants. Wear something else. That's all I have. You know, uh, Shard, based you on what anything? you just said, Mike, Yeah, I think I'm yeah. going to start stuffing my yoga pants. <laughs> I, I can picture how you're going to stuff them. It includes a sock, but you don't have to. We understand. We've seen the censored sign. We know you're 11 and a half by eight and a half. Somewhere in there. Somewhere between 11. Shard, you got anything else before we let these poor, poor, poor people go? No, I'm good. Uh, Rob, 
Do you have anything to t- say before we hit the road, Jack? Attention, pussy shoppers, take advantage of our fancy pussy sales. If you buy one piece of pussy at the regular price, you'll get another piece of pussy of equal or lesser value for only a penny. Try and be pussy for a penny. If you can find cheaper pussy anywhere, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see us. You heard the show, now go follow the show. Go find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Be a friend, fuck a friend. Find us anywhere you listen to our podcasts. Catch you on the next one. The show stings. <laughs>